الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولا تتبع الهوى فيضلك عن سبيل الله صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters tabarak wa ta'ala cautions us warns us they don't follow your base desires So people no more look at maps in a book. The GPS is now put in action. The coordinates are punched in and the person starts driving towards the destination. So now as he is moving on, the GPS is giving instructions that turn right and turn left and move on ahead and the various points that he has to now take the turns are all being given to him so obviously this is what the instructions are now a person says that but I don't want to follow these instructions I desire to turn in a different direction I want to head to Johannesburg from Durban so now I left Durban and I want to head to Johannesburg so now there's a point as I come out of my suburb out of Overcourt and now the route that I have come to it is saying you must turn take me in the direction of going towards Johannesburg it will take me in that direction but I say my desire is that I should turn right now so now when I will turn right instead of going towards Johannesburg I will end up going in the opposite direction after an hour of driving now repeatedly the GPS will be saying that you must take a U-turn the GPS will be giving some instructions that this is now recalculating and you must move now in the different direction but I say but my desire is that I should turn uh, left now so I go left now it's saying must turn right I say no but I'm desiring to take a U-turn now so what will be the end result where will I reach it's obvious but any person now says but why should I be instructed I should have my freedom I should have my own make up my own mind about things so anybody who hears this kind of talk this kind of argument this kind of protest he will be surprised he will look at this person in a very confused way he'll be bewildered that what is this person thinking how is his mind functioning is he sane is there some problem with him he wants to go to Johannesburg and then there are these directions that are being given to him which will guide him to get to Johannesburg but he is insisting now he, 
but he wants to do what he desires. So now when the instruction is to turn right, but he desires to turn left, so he wants to turn left. And when the instruction is to take a U-turn, he says, no, I will carry on straight. When the instruction is to go straight, he's saying, I'll take a U-turn. Now, he desires to do everything the opposite way, and he's still insisting, I want to get to Johannesburg. So now, if this is not insanity, then what else can it be? person will be very, very confused, and he'll be very, very surprised at this person's thinking. He might feel sorry for him, that something is not right here, this person is ill, maybe if he can, he will try to maybe arrange an appointment for him, with the psychiatrist, or with the psychologist, or maybe some other kind of appointment, that something has happened here, something is not right. Now, as, as ridiculous as this example might seem, that where can there be a person of this nature? That the GPS is giving the directions of how to go to Johannesburg, and he's saying, no, but my desire is that I don't want to turn right here, I'll turn left. And I don't want to turn left here, I'll turn right. You can't get a person like this. That, that person, something is definitely wrong then. But if we think about ourselves in day-to-day life, we have already been told what direction we have to move in if we want to be successful. And every person has that clear idea in his mind and that clear understanding that he wants to move and should be moving in the direction of success. Success in this dunya also and the everlasting success of the akhirat. So now, when this has been understood, that this is the direction that I want to head in, then the instructions that have been given to us, Alhamdulillah, we have Iman, we believe in Allah wa Ta'ala as our creator, as our sustainer and nourisher, as the only being that is worthy of worship, and who has given us everything that we have, it is by His permission and His hukam and command that we are existing, we are living, we are talking, we are walking, and by His command and on His hukam, one day our soul will depart, we will leave this world, we will leave the people of this world that we are so close to behind, we will leave the things that we have behind, we will leave the places that we are so accustomed to, and we will be laid in a dark grave, we will leave all the things that we were so attached to, we could not do without, it seemed like there was, it's impossible for us to be detached from certain items, like many a person gets so attached to their phones, that if somebody tries to take that phone away, it's like actually they're trying to take their life away. If somebody takes that phone away, it's like they're trying to extract their soul almost. So now the person thinks that this is impossible. My phone and I, we can never part. But that day will come. You've got no choice but to part. That phone won't come along. It won't be placed in the grave. And if by chance somebody slips a phone in the grave also, we can't make any call from there. God will be no use to anybody there. So, that day is coming. That day is inevitable. Every one of us has to face that moment. When the angel of death will come, and the angel of death will extract our soul regardless of where we are, what is the condition, what is the situation. The appointed time has come 
on that appointed time, our rule will leave. The angel of death will extract it. Neither a second before, nor a second later. Not a fraction of a second before or later. On the dot. We have no idea when that dot is going to strike. So in any case, we were talking about something else. What we were saying is that like we think that this is now, you know what, I, I have my own mind to make up. I want to do this, I want to do that. I will go which way I want. Whereas we have been told this is the direction. Direction is Jannat. Every one of us wants to reach Jannat. Alhamdulillah, we have Iman. We have Iman in the unseen. We have Iman in Akhirat. And we know the reality by what the Quran Sharif has told us, by what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has informed us, that the reality of Akhirat is coming. There's a reality in the grave. There's a reality on the day of Qiyamah. And then from the day of Qiyamah, there is a reality that's still coming ahead, which is the reality of Jannat for the believers and the reality of Jahannam for the disbelievers. And Allah forbid that a person who, despite having Iman, but was living a life of carelessness, heedlessness, living a life trampling the laws of Allah Ta'ala, leading a life of following desires, and such a person too could end up in Jahannam, despite having left with Iman, could end up in Jahannam for the cleansing process. All the sins Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us from such a situation. So coming back to the ayat that we are talking about, Allah Ta'ala says, don't follow your desires, otherwise it will deviate you. This following of desires is extremely dangerous. It will cause a person to become trapped in so many things, which later become like an impossibility to come out of. Many a person was very desirous of doing certain things. Somebody, the desire of drugs, for example, overtook the person because they tried to test something somewhere. So now, in this testing of something, so now they got caught up in it. Now, after getting caught up in it, they want to try and get out of it, they can't get out of it. So now the desire, they followed that desire and that desire dropped them so deep into the pit. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. Allah Ta'ala grant the hidayat and tawfiq to one and all to move forward towards the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala and come out of all these vices and sins. But that's now one kind of situation which people, because of following desires, they landed themselves in such deep trouble and as a result so many things become uh, chaotic, so much of pain and suffering, so much of misery and hardship all around because of somebody following their desires. While this is an extremely severe situation that somebody gets caught up in drugs, somebody gets caught up in other kinds of vices, gambling, many a person, Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us again, who got caught up in these kind of vices, who got caught up in gambling, savings they had and besides they themselves the whole family also was thrown into turmoil so many things became such a problem for everybody they lost all whatever they had so these are things that 
obviously very, very harmful, very serious. But now we all understand how terrible these things are, how much of pain and suffering it causes, whatever else comes out of it. These are all fitnas, they are all great problems and Allah forbid that a person gets caught up in these things and it really turns one's life upside down. Generally we are all aware of how terrible these things are and any person who has some concern will stay far away from it. Sometimes they are invited towards these things but they will be still very careful, very cautious. But even worse than this, this is a vice, it's a sin, it's a terrible sin. But worse than this, I think that trap people into wrong aqaid, wrong beliefs. But shaitan is very, very crafty, very, very shrewd and cunning. One is that a person is already on some kind of evil habits, vices. So now Shaitan will come straight to the point with that person. That, for example, a person has already accustomed to gambling, so oh, has now been playing something somewhere. Shaitan will come straight to the point if there's a very, very big uh, chance of you making a very big amount of money here in this other gambling den, so you go for it. You go straight to the point and drag the person him. But now a person who is not accustomed to certain sins, he hadn't get got involved in it previously. So now out of the blue shaitan just comes and tries to tell him, you know what, you go and gamble, you go to the casino. Inshallah, the person will immediately resist it, immediately reject it. He'll make istighfar, he'll say astaghfirullah, how can I even think like this? So now shaitan doesn't come to everybody in the same manner. Such people, shaitan tries other tactics. Often these tactics are very, very subtle. Many, many years back, talking about almost 30 years back, I was still studying in Azadwal at that time, and I happened to be just for an hour or so at somebody's place for some work, it was a Sunday afternoon and while I was there, it was just the person of the house, he was there and I was there with him, there was nobody else there, we were just there alone and just busy with some work and in that time somebody knocked on the door, so this house person went to attend to the, to see to the door, he opened the door, there were two people standing out there and uh, since nobody else was in the house, so I also then just walked up to the door so this person who had come to the door, there was two people actually there, he began uh, explaining that he has come to sell this magazine. And what is the magazine all about? It's a fitness magazine. So fitness magazine, now he's got that fitness magazine and the whole lot of exercising issues and so on on the cover, there's some meaning excerpts from article inside. All the details of that. But there's another magazine sticking out, which just there's a the title of the magazine only is visible, nothing else. But that is under this magazine, and he's holding it like that in a way that the title is. But it's only talking about the one on top. 
So, a person of the house out of maybe 30 or whatever, this is similar to what interested in buying even the Footless magazine, but he just carried on listening to it for a while. Something just about how this person in the morning, how he was dressed, it was Sunday morning, Sunday well after, whatever, and uh, how the Christian pastors dress and so on, not exactly like that. It was not dressed in a more formal manner. Something did make sense now, a person dressed in a formal manner, coming on a Sunday to sell a magazine. I just butted in and said, can I see the magazines? So he wasn't immediately like, happy to do so and give it to me to look at it. But now the person of the house said, okay, they show it to him, let's see, let's see what it is. So reluctantly he gave me the back. Now this is Now that person is gone. It's okay, let's just page through it, let's just see what's there. And now after all you feel you paid for it. Now anything you paid for now you must make make use of it. So now you paid for it, so now let's just see what's here. Now when you started opening it, but now the kufr that is there sometimes is so devious, it is so cunning, it is presented in such a shrewd manner that if the person is not well grounded in his own deen, he's not well grounded in knowledge, 
he can easily get carried away by the batil. Because the batil is presented in such a devious manner that it appears that perhaps there's something good in it. Whereas the reality is, it's all filth and dirt which has been just covered in some shiny wrapping. But the person who is not familiar with it, he gets carried away. Now, this is what's happening on a massive scale, on a mass scale, in this time and age, in all kinds of so-called therapies and whatever other fronts that are used. But behind it, it's something to do with Jewish uh, ways, with Jewish uh, beliefs. Sometimes it's some other things. It's even atheism at times. At times it is things to do with Satanism. But the front is very, very appealing. But Allah forbid, people who are getting into this because of now somebody has got some emotional problem, somebody has got some trauma, somebody has got some depression, somebody has got something else. So now these things sound very, very nice that it's you know what excellent and this and that. And Allah forbid sometimes it's possible, it's not, it's not far-fetched that with the help of some shayateen and jinnat, the person who gets into these things, the people who are controlling it with the help of some shayateen and jinnat, they, try, they actually bring some kind of uh, so-called relief, so-called relief to the person for that short while, which is all just a deception. This is not far-fetched at all, in the hadith of Bukhari Sharif, there's a lengthy hadith where one person who, how shaitan trapped him and got him involved in sin. He was a very pious person. And in order to get this person trapped, shaitan used to bring, whisper into people's, he would go and he would, for example, affect somebody. Shaitan will affect the person by hurting him in some way, causing some, some problem. So now this person is in severe pain. Then Shaitan would whisper in the persons in the family that look, the only person that can really help this person is so and so. You take him there, the pious person is worshipping in that monastery. So now they take him there. Now when that person, he says, look, I don't know all this. They say, no, no, you have to, you have to do something. So now just in order to appease them, he does something and blows on the person. So Shaitan takes his effect away. So now people say, well, there's it. This man did this and it came right. Now he also started feeling well, you know what, I need to help people out now, one person, two people, ten people, fifty people, and eventually Shaitan did the same thing to one young girl, and now the parents were really in a very, very difficult situation, the daughter is suffering so much, now Shaitan, for example, now, just for our understanding, is pressing somebody's throat, and a person is battling to breathe, so you say, no, no, rush this person there now, this is an emergency case, now they brought this, so now the person said, look, no, no, you must do something. So he quickly read, Shaitan took his finger off. Our person is breathing easy. He said, okay, go home. As they're going home, Shaitan presses her throat again. They come back rushing. Now even you say, no, you got to keep her here now till she's completely cured. So now they finally somehow forced him to keep this young girl there. Now, to get to the crux of it, this is mentioned in, I said Bukhari Sharif, but in the kitabs of Tafsir, in Ma'riful Quran, etc. That's where it is. Eventually, one thing led to another. Shaitan got this person involved with this girl in haram and then made him murder her to try and cover up the evil that he's done. 
and then eventually got him killed in, in retaliation. But where it started off from, from the effects of shaitan. So it's not far-fetched that that can happen even in this time and age. That with the help of shaitan and his impure jinnat, some kind of things are done. But now the person then feels, you know, there's something in this. But then behind that so-called something, the wrong aqaid and beliefs are now being pushed forward. And Allah forbid, many a person starts making such statements which renders their iman null and void. This is an extremely dangerous thing. And people in the guise of Islam, in the name of Islam, will do these kind of things. And they'll be calling it all therapies and whatever else. But many of these therapies, this is not to uh, make a generalized statement, but many of them, many of them are in this kind of things that take people into cults, take people into all kinds of so-called mysticism, Jewish mysticism and what not. So these are extremely dangerous things. It will rob a person of their iman and it will cause untold damage in dunya already. Allah forbid akhirat gets lost, dunya gets lost as well. So what we need to do is to become conscious of how dangerous these things are and stay far away from them. We understood the harm of people following their desires and falling into drugs, falling into gambling, falling into all other kinds of vices of that nature. And we all understand that this is a terrible thing. People following the desires, the way they'll fall and where they'll, what, what damage they'll cause. But here also, it's following of desires actually, because we have the clear direction. Our ulama ikram, our mashayikh, have left a clear path for us. They've shown us in the light of the Quran and Sunnah. This is the path to part. And part of this process is that we must have somebody to take direction from. A person, either he's a driver, or he jumps into the vehicle with somebody driving. But if he remains standing on the road, the lines are going to eat him up. Either he's a driver because he has that firm knowledge, he's learned from somebody how to drive, and he has that ability to drive, he has that deep insight into the Quran and Sunnah, so now he will drive, and others will now jump into that vehicle with him, and they also will reach the destination, inshallah, safely. But if the person doesn't know how to drive, and he's insisting on driving, he's going to crash. And he doesn't know how to drive, but he doesn't want to jump into anybody's vehicle also, who knows how to drive, then he's going to be on the roadside, he's going to either get robbed, get hijacked, get kidnapped, Allah knows best what will happen. So we need to be into a vehicle. We need to be in the vehicle of those who have taqwa, who have true knowledge, who are people adherent to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who are people who don't ascribe to the dunya aspect of things, that way they are chasing after dunya, etc. These are the criteria generally that we have to look for. And mashallah, there are many, many such people around. So we need to be very careful, very cautious in this regard, because all kinds of things, this is a time of fitna, and every day there is something new that just comes about, which really... Uh, Outwardly seems very appealing, seems very good, seems very, very nice. All the kinds of things that a person seems to be looking for all in it. But when you get beneath the surface, then it is a different picture altogether. 
So, right at the beginning we already discussed the ayat where Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَا تَتَّبِعِ الْهَوَىٰ فَيُضِلَّكَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ Don't follow your desires, follow the directions. But now the directions, whose directions you're going to follow? One is a person who doesn't know the road himself and he's giving you directions where he'll take you. So the person doesn't have correct knowledge, doesn't have the sunnah in his life, doesn't have the correct Islamic thinking. Now there are all kinds of uh, really shaitani things that are being put forward, but somebody the other day mentioned that now there's some, some kind of well, influence that is being put out there, that, uh, for example, somebody saying, giving this kind of messages out through social media and whatever else, that you don't have to be stuck in a marriage. Now, what is the meaning of stuck in a marriage? The slightest problem you have, you must know you are an independent person. So you must just, you're not happy there. There's no question about trying to resolve the issues, trying to sort out problems, trying to make it work. No, no, you must be free. Can't you see I'm free now? I was once upon a time in it, but it wasn't working out for me, so I just walked out. Can't you see how free I am? I'm roaming around the whole world now, so I don't have to worry about anybody. You can do the same. So, this is that shaitani thought that is being put out there. Now, the person of this nature, who has this kind of uh, corrupted ideas, that freedom means you must roam around the world on your own, Freedom means that you must just do what you want, how you want it. That's the meaning of freedom. And that's a freedom that is desirable. That is a freedom that every woman must choose for herself. Now, this is the corrupted ideology if somebody has. And someone wants to take direction from such a person, where they'll finish off? Which pit they'll fall in? So, this is the issue that we need to be conscious about. Number one, that we must be taking direction. But number two, from who to take the direction? those who have the Quran and Sunnah in their lives, they are adherent to the Sunnah of Rasulullah they have the true knowledge of the Quran Sharif, they have learnt it from their Asatiza, they are not self-taught people, and the general experience of people that have been associated with them is that they find the right path. Generally, this is the case. So the ulama of the time are generally uh, of the view that such a person is, mashallah, on the right track, then this is the, the, the criteria by which to now judge and to go forward. And inshallah, like many, many people have comfortably and safely reached their destination by following this procedure, we too will reach our destination. But now we want to just dabble in this, dabble in that. Any social media person comes up, any YouTube scholar comes up, and anything and everything, because somebody can really talk in a very smart way, somebody can really present some arguments in a very forceful way, somebody is a captivating speaker, so now we just get caught up with it. Must be right. Anybody that speaks well must be right. That's not a criteria. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Wasallam already warned us that among the things I fear most for my ummah is, كُلَّ مُنَافِقٍ عَلِيمِ The hypocrite that has a knowledgeable tongue. He can talk very knowledgeably, which appears to be knowledge, but his heart, there's hypocrisy in it. So that hypocrisy is going to bring corruption. It's going to bring deviation. He'll say ten things which are right, but the one thing he will say which is such a poison, which will pollute the whole thing. And that is what he's 
purpose is. He'll tell you the ten things which are right to just trap you into it. And then that poison will come to totally destroy everything. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. Allah Ta'ala protect our iman, protect our amal, keep us on sirat mustaqim save us from all the fitna and fasad, and Allah Ta'ala guide us to His pleasure at all times. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله